0: Well, Matt Traveler. Welcome to Threat Dice, a podcast about tabletop role playing games, storytelling, and the vagaries of the dice. I'm your host, Kylan Wiggin. I am one third of the team at Tumbledye Games, a young company developing a new hybrid storytelling RPG called Trove. We believe in the power of story, and the goal of Trove is to simulate the arc and tension of a three act story within the framework of a tabletop RPG. You can find out more at www.tumbledye.com, or follow us on Facebook. Twitter, at Tumbledie or Instagram. Hello again, friends, and thank you for joining me for this new installment in our tabletop RPG player interview segment. We. Roll. Dice. Today I am joined by Luna, an active participant in the How I Nerd channel on Twitch and YouTube, a stellar discussion host herself, and all around a delight to talk to. You can find Luna on Sunday and Wednesday nights, playing Pathfinder First Edition at twitch.tv slash howinerd. The link will also be in the show notes. She can also be found on various social media platforms as GamerMomLuna. Go give her a follow, because she is always sending cool new things my way. As usual, the interview has been edited as little as possible, to ensure the consistency of my guest's voice, and to ensure that you hear them much more than you hear me. Here's the interview. Luna, thank you so much for joining me for We Roll Dice. Would you mind briefly introducing yourself for our listeners?
1: Sure. Uh, So most people know me as Luna, but you can find me on social media as Gamer Mom Luna um, pretty much everywhere on the internet, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm all... It's all the same, Gamer Mom Luna. (laughs)
0: Excellent. It's always nice when it's easy to find someone. (laughs) Yes, I try to make it
1: as easy and consistent as possible. So uh, it took a little while when I was first getting into, like, streaming TTRPGs and stuff to make sure that, like, oh, is my Twitter the same as my Twitch handle, and is my Twitch handle the same as my Instagram, and all that stuff. But we finally got there, so...
0: (laughs) So, what was the very first tabletop RPG system that you learned to play?
1: Well, uh, it was D&D, but it was uh, back during 3.5. So, I've been playing for uh, close to 13 years now. Um, And I actually mark that time by how old my daughter is, because I started playing when she was a newborn. Oh, there you go. Um, Yeah. So... (laughs) um, Yeah. So it was, it was still D and D 3.5 when she was born. And, um, and it was actually, it was really great. Um, because it was one of those things where my now ex-husband was hosting, uh, a game at our house that had started, you know, before she was born. Um, and of course he was hosting it at our house because like, God forbid I go into labor in the middle of a game or something like that. (laughs) So, um, so, uh, so um after my daughter was born you know they would have they would have their game nights you know their one night a week and i would be like oh yeah i'll take care of the baby whatever and you know i'd put her to bed and i'd you know then of course you know being a new mom i'm like all right i'm going to bed too good night you know <laughs> um and then slowly as like time went on and she started to get a little bit older i would be like okay i'm gonna put the baby to bed and then i'd like be back downstairs on the couch, like kind of listening to what was going on. And then finally I was just like, all right, make room. I'm coming in. Go, <laughs> I want in on this. So, yeah. So that was pretty much how I jumped into it too. Um, you know, it was a, it was an easy, uh, easy thing to jump into. Cause it was all mutual friends of ours anyway. So it wasn't sure. like there was a bunch of new people that I didn't know. Right. Um. So they made it really easy for me and, and uh, yeah, it was all, it's been all downhill since then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad they made it easy for you because that is not always the case.
1: That's what I have heard um but I've been very lucky. Uh I mean, D&D wasn't really a thing that I even knew about growing up. I grew up in a house where um you know, gaming wasn't a big thing. Like board games were a thing and card games, but mm-hmm. like video games nah like i had a i got a super nintendo when i was a kid and i had three games i had super mario world aladdin and the lion king and that was it and so i beat all those and was like all right that was fun um and then just sort of like left gaming behind and then it wasn't <laughs> until i got to college actually my college roommate um, was big into gaming her boyfriend was big into gaming um, she actually now works in the video game industry as a composer cool um, so yeah so that's really cool and so she um, sort of got me back into video gaming um, and that was really like when I first started hearing about D&D so mm-hmm. like I sort of knew what it was but had never played it so yeah it was it was a um, it was nice to get into it with people that I knew um, for just you know just because i've heard some of the horror stories of like girls don't play DD, you know with the middle school boys and the high school oh, boys yeah. and all that stuff so i got to skip all of that because you know by the time i started playing i was already an adult that's <laughs> awesome
0: yeah and yeah you know the regardless of of, of you know gender or anything else D players could sometimes be awful gatekeepers they're just just horrible ah. and not wanting anyone else to horn in on their hobby so
1: yeah uh. <laughs> i've been lucky too in the regard that um since I've started playing everybody that I've ever met that has been a player or even most DMS have been really, really nice. Um, That's awesome. Just really phenomenal, very welcoming people. Um, Only like once or twice. Have I ever really encountered somebody that's like, what do you mean you play? You know, like you're a girl, you're a mom, you're a, (laughs) you know, that sort of stuff. So (laughs) I'm like, well, guess what? (laughs) I can play and I do. And my Ranger will beat your Rangers ass. (laughs) sorry I didn't (laughs) (laughs) so all that good stuff
0: (laughs) when you did step into play what was your uh what was your very first character like
1: uh my first character was uh she was a rogue and I want to say she was either a halfling or a human and I can't remember which now um but I want to say I probably went with human just because it was like sort of that easy you know, low barrier to entry kind of thing for me. Um, I didn't have to worry about extra, you no, know, oh, she's got a plus two to this and a minus two to that. Right. And, and that sort of thing. So I just wanted to kind of be able to get a general feel for it. So she was a very vanilla character, you know. Absolutely. Um, it was more at that point for me, it was more getting to learn the mechanics of the system than really focusing on uh sort of the um just the like the fun sort of stuff that makes a character who they are. I didn't really start learning how to get into that until after I'd been playing for a couple of years.
0: D&D 3.5 especially is rather daunting.
1: Mm mm hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it is and and now actually i play in two pathfinder first edition campaigns so it's almost like going back to my roots because it feels very familiar (laughs) it sure
0: is yeah it's very much the uh (laughs) yeah definitely
1: yes (laughs) playing in pathfinder
0: myself once a week and yep it sure
1: is (laughs) yeah yeah i like it though i like it a lot because it like i said you know it feels familiar so it's kind of like a a homecoming almost
0: (laughs) right absolutely so what has been your longest running or most successful game, either in a player's chair or um, uh, do you? Okay, let me start here. Do you DM? <laughs>
1: uh, I have DM'd once for a whopping probably four sessions. It was a really, really brief campaign, more so just to kind of get a feel for how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, also because it was the Dragon Age uh, TTRPG system. Oh. So, yeah, so it was it was something that I really like i'm a huge dragon age fan um dragon age is how i it there's a whole story behind it but it's basically how i met my best friend and oh, you know things cool. like that so um yeah that's a story for another podcast <laughs> um but uh but it it's it's fun you know so when i found out there was a ttrpg system i was like oh i have to get it so i've got like the beginner kit because yeah. it's really hard to find parts for it now um But the I think I played like a four game session with like three other people just to kind of get get the idea of how to do it. And it was not something that I was super comfortable with. So I mostly play now.
0: That makes total sense. You know, some people are more comfortable on different sides of the table.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So what's the what's been your longest running game as a player?
1: uh honestly i want to say it's it's a toss-up at this point actually uh there's there's probably two that have run about the same length so the first one is a campaign that i played several uh, and when i say several we're talking maybe closer to like seven to ten years ago Mm -hmm. uh with with some friends of mine around the table at home and it was dm'd by a friend of ours And we probably played that campaign for a little over a year and and (laughs) we got, we got to the end of it. Well, we got to the end of it and the players decided that we were done with the story Mm -hmm. because we kind of hit this point where it just felt like it was kind of dragging on. Sure. So we ended up, somehow we ended up on a boat. I don't remember the whole premise of the story at this point, but somehow we ended up having enough gold to buy our own ship and we were trying to get from point A to point B and we all just looked at each other one day and we went so we're pirates now yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the DM was like what we were like yep we're pirates game over (laughs) (laughs) so it was a little mean to the DM but uh it was very funny in retrospect because we were just like yep all right this is what we're doing now uh the other (laughs) one that's run about the same amount of time is actually uh tabletop tavern that I stream with uh the how i nerd channel on twitch um and that's been going we started that we went live with that for the first time in may of 2019 so we've been going for a little over a year with that now we're in our third season awesome. so yeah so that's been a lot of fun
0: and that's one of those for, p- pathfinder games you mentioned right
1: yes yep yeah we've got two pathfinder games actually on that channel i'm in both of them um they are one has been going, like I said, for a little over a year. And the other one just started a few months ago. And we actually have a first time DM who's doing a really great job. So oh, that's it's really, yeah. And it's really nice to play with a different with a different DM who sort of has a whole different take on it because he's such a new DM. He's mm-hmm. actually only been playing Pathfinder for a little over a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so it, it's really fun to kind of see his take on everything versus the dm that we have on sunday nights um and how they do things a little differently and how they tell the story a little differently i mean they're two different stories anyway but their storytelling style is very different and it makes it a lot of fun so i enjoy that that's great yeah yep
0: so what's the fa- what's your favorite uh, system that you've discovered or played so far
1: uh let's see um played hmm i would have to say so i've i've I enjoyed the Dragon Age system. It's a fairly simple system. It's just 3D6 that you use. Um, I like Pathfinder, like I've said. Uh, I've also played Savage Worlds, which is a, which is a really neat system. Mm-hmm. That's an exploding die system. So, uh, you know, you roll for your skills. Combat moves a lot faster. Um, it's It's really geared towards a low fantasy setting. So that was kind of a fun... That was kind of fun because it's different than – it's very different than playing a Pathfinder campaign mm-hmm. because Pathfinder is usually very high fantasy. Um, and then I actually backed on Kickstarter. It hasn't come out just yet, but they uh, they actually met all their stretch goals, and I'm super excited. Um, there's a game that I found called uh, Inspiriles, hmm. and it's actually – it's designed more towards – like teenagers, but it's actually designed to teach people sign language in the process of using the campaign system. Cool. And I was like, that sounds really cool. So, um, so I've actually. Uh, I backed it myself. I had I, I shared it with two other friends who also both backed it because they thought it was so neat. Um, so we're going to try to run a, a campaign of it at some point together once we get the system in hand. So I'm really excited to check that one out.
0: Yeah, that sounds really fascinating. I will go yeah. and look that up uh, later this yes. evening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad that I've missed the Kickstarter, but that's okay. I'm late <laughs> to every party. so.
1: <laughs> there may, I, the Kickstarter may still be open. I know it's okay. fully funded, but... Um, it may still be open so
0: i will go look it yeah. up post haste then <laughs> excellent <laughs> so what is the what is the thing that you have come to love most about this hobby
1: um i think i think the really cool people that i have met through doing this i have i've had the really awesome experience of Getting to between being on the How I Nerd channel uh, over there, I play in two campaigns. And then I also stream a show called Tales from the Tavern, where it's kind of like this, where we have conversations about TTRPGs. It's not an actual play. It's more just talking about TTRPGs. And um, I've had some really, really fun people on and we've had some really neat conversations. Uh, We had an episode a few weeks ago that literally caused someone to like change how they think about using social media and things like that wow. um yeah it was really it was it was almost they were really moved by the conversation cuz everybody was talking about how um you know their sort of their nerd life and their everyday life how much or how little they intersect with each other Mm -hmm. uh, because we take on that stream, we take questions from our chat. And so that prompts a lot of the conversation. And we had somebody say something about how his nerd life and his personal life just don't intersect at all. He's very, very careful about not letting the two intersect. And a lot of the people that were on the stream that night were saying how, you know, yeah, I used to do the exact same thing. I used to not want my nerd life and my work life to collide with each other. Nobody knew that I did this D and D thing. You know, it was still kind of that taboo, you know, mm-hmm. Ooh, so-and-so plays D and D they're a weirdo, you know? Yep. Um, And sort of as time has gone on and some of us have gotten older, we just kind of went, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm not spending time with my coworkers. So what does it matter? What they think of my right, hobbies, you know, right. things like that. So, um, uh, you know, and I do. I have a couple of coworkers actually who enjoy playing D D. One of them plays in my local group. Um, we were we were friends before we were coworkers actually, but she uh she and her husband both play in my local group. And um another coworker uh very, very generously gave me an Eberron book for oh, Christmas. Oh, I love Eberron. Um yeah. So I was I was so excited about that. And then um you know uh, a lot of my coworkers now they're they sort of know that i'm into gaming and that sort of thing they don't quite understand to the extent but um it's you know i think just getting to have those conversations with people and learn more about how gaming has affected somebody's life and 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 usually i i have never had somebody tell me that gaming has affected them negatively mm-hmm. um so it's always getting to hear these really neat stories I'm i um, I'm a social worker by training. That's what I've, that's what I've done in my, you know, in my work life. And so kind of hearing the stories about, you know, I, oh, I always used to be this really shy kid and I never talked to anybody. And then I learned about D&D and it helped me learn how to come out of my shell or it helped me deal with my anxiety or it helped me deal with, um, you know, this bullying issue and that sort of thing. And those are the stories that I'm just like, oh, yes, like, yes. this is what it's all about, you know?
0: Absolutely. So,
1: yeah. So that's, that's the stuff that I've really come to love about it.
0: That's excellent. And just, just a quick sort of follow up on that. So yeah. a, as have you, have you, uh, you said you're a social worker by training. Is that something, have sure. you had a chance to use gaming in that capacity at all?
1: Um, I personally have not only because I don't DM. However, sure. I've used the opportunity and my knowledge about gaming um, to sort of educate uh, people around me, some of my coworkers who I knew might be a little more open-minded to things like that, about ways that TTRPGs can help, uh, especially um, kids and, and you know, high schoolers and middle schoolers uh, learn how to deal with a bully or how to deal with anxiety or depression or things like that, because Rather than it having to be them playing that out, it's their character playing that Uh out. And so if it doesn't go great, it's okay because it's not like it's going to affect them tomorrow morning when they have to get up and start their day all over again. Right. Um, But on the other hand, too, a lot of the times it kind of gives them the chance to just practice some of those skills Uh Um, or, you know, people with uh, who are on the autism spectrum who don't necessarily always have the skills to um, understand interacting with people, you know, they may just not Mm -hmm. understand. Um, and, and again, you know, it's through no, no other reason than just the sheer fact that they were, they were born on the autism spectrum. Right. Um, you know, they may not necessarily understand that something is annoying to somebody or somebody is upset about something. And so this gives them a chance to sort of practice some of those skills and learn, um, a little bit more about, sympathy and empathy and, and how to understand when somebody is, is feeling something or reading those social cues that, um, they may not otherwise have a chance to practice. So, um, so I, I personally haven't, uh, but it's been really neat getting to sort of teach other people about, um, ways that they can use it and then sort of pointing them in directions of resources that are out there. Um, there's a lot of great, um, like psychiatrists and, psychologists and and teachers and everything that use um D in various settings that you know have published research and have all kinds of resources out there for people so yeah it's neat
0: i am so glad to hear that because as a very <laughs> awkward child it was a saving grace for me so
1: yeah <laughs> yep, yeah it's really it's really amazing to me how how much it can just help people in all like if there's a if you can come up with a problem, there's probably a situation in a TTRPG in D&D that you can practice a way to resolve it. Sure. <laughs> um or sort of the running joke too. Uh one of the jobs that I used to have at one point in my career was I worked in a career center mm-hmm. and um so, so there was sort of a there's sort of this this meme out there about how to uh include d and d on your resume <laughs> you know <laughs> we gather weekly to develop uh our our problem solving skills <laughs> and interpersonal communication right. and and things you know things like that so um you know it, it that sort of stuff is just always really fun and silly but uh it yeah it just makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, over my time in in the hobby, I've sort of come to see players on a sort of spectrum. And it ranges from what I call the dungeon crawler to the storyteller. Uh-huh. Sure. Where do you see yourself on that spectrum?
1: Oh, gosh. I, mm, I probably lean closer to the dungeon crawler than the storyteller, but I like a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm probably somewhere in somewhere in the middle. Uh, But like I said, closer to the dungeon crawler, I tend to, I like to do more of the, um, I like to do combat, but I like it when that combat can be kind of laced with RP in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead of just being like, I swing my sword and I attack and I do, you know, X amount of damage, you know, trying to really, um, so my character, uh, in Tabletop Tavern on one of our streams is a halfling rogue who uses a short sword. And her best friend in the party is a seven foot tall barbarian. So excellent. A lot of what she does is we sort of RP out this, you know, all right, Edabricks takes her sword and she sees the enemy is, you know, this high up or this far away. So she yells out gunner shield. And then she runs, he changes the position of a shield and she'll run and jump off a shield and come down and attack with her sword, you know, so being able to sort of play that kind of stuff out. um, That's what I really enjoy. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, it's fun. It um she actually developed the nickname Yida bricks because of doing stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that makes sense. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yeah. The uh the very first time she tried anything like that, she ran across a room, jumped five feet up uh, from the floor onto a stage like a stage area, and then jumped another five feet up in the air to try to hit a flying enemy because she was having issues hitting it with her crossbow. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, "To heck with this." And she pulled out her short sword, jumped on the stage, jumped up in the air, went to swing at it while she was in the air, but she missed. And then she landed extremely gracefully. And uh, ever since then, the nickname yidabricks has stuck. That's so. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So now she has to live up to it. <laughs> of course.
0: Yeah. Because once you get branded with that nickname, you just, you just got to play she into it, right?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Especially on live stream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, are do you prefer the, the pre-written module type or do you prefer playing in like homebrew settings that are created from scratch?
1: I've done both and I enjoy both, especially... Uh, so actually, honestly, the only pre-written modules that I've ever played in are the two that we're using on stream right now. Oh. And what's really been fun about that is... We, because it's on stream, we interact with the community in a lot of different ways. Um, one way might be uh, viewers can spend channel points for the stream. Twitch has this like channel point mm-hmm. system. Um, and so the longer you watch a stream, you earn these channel points. And so uh, a viewer can spend. Um I think it's like 10,000 channel points and they can throw a random encounter into the into the game. Huh. Um so that's something that may not have been planned so that th- kind of throws the party for a loop. Right. Or uh in the how i nerd discord we have a channel that's solely dedicated to people um giving ideas for NPCs that the party can meet up with. Cool. Um and so we had a whole story arc for my character that revolved around one of the NPCs that had been created by somebody in our community totally had nothing to do with the pre-generated module that already existed. (laughs) Um, So it was kind of nice because, you know, it gave her some, you know, it sort of built into her story, but it also gave the people who were already familiar with the, with the module, something that they didn't know. So that was a nice way to tie that in for them. Um, but all of the home games I've ever played have all been homebrew. So, uh, I, I've done a little bit of both and I think both definitely have their perks. Um, you know, homebrew is great because the only person who knows the story is the DM and, uh, the modules are great too, because, you know, if you kind of get stuck, you can kind of be like, okay. And suddenly you're here. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's, I, I, I think both are. Both are good. yet. You, you know, you have to do whatever works for you in your group.
0: Sure, of course. So not having had a chance to get caught up on Tabletop Tavern yet, um, what two modules are being run?
1: Um, so our one of our campaigns, the the first campaign, Tabletop Tavern, um, our flagships show, uh, is the Path of the Rune Lords from um Pathfinder first edition. Oh, okay, yep. Our uh, rise of the room rise of the room uh, sorry yeah Yep, R- rise of the room lords okay and then the one on um tabletop tavern 2 which is our most recent uh game is curse of the crimson throne okay so yeah so and again you know it's nice because um two totally different dms even though they're both pre-generated modules they're both being told in very different ways so of that's course. another You know, another way that it just makes it a lot of fun.
0: Someday I will get to run Kingmaker. And that that is (laughs) that that's like my dream goal. I'm gonna get to run Kingmaker for a group. But that
1: sounds like it would be a lot of fun. I I um I've played some of the like the video game of Mm -hmm. Kingmaker, but Um, I've enjoyed it so far. I don't know a ton of the story, but it seems like it would be a really good one.
0: Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun because I, 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 have, of course, played the game as well. And boy, I think that'd be a lot of fun to run for a good group. But yeah, someday, Someday. definitely.
1: (laughs) That's what we all say. Someday Someday. I'm going to.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I say it way too often.
1: (laughs) Right. I hear that.
0: (laughs) So uh, what's your best idea for a character you haven't gotten to use yet?
1: Oh, you know, I was I was trying to give that some thought because every so often, um, you know, I might I've had to come up with characters for a one shot or things like that. Mm -hmm. And so every so often I think about this and. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Character creation is sort of just whatever feels right at the time for me, so. I don't have a lot of characters that are just kind of sitting around anymore. Um, you know, the one I think that I had that was is now currently in use in uh, one of the streamed campaigns. So, i i don't I don't have a ton. Although I've had some stuff that I've done with characters in the past that I would like to do again in the future because now, after playing a little more and being a little more confident in my RP skills, I could do it better i think mm-hmm. um and so like one time in the past i had a character who um was notorious for you know she would get super overexcited, and so she would mix up her expressions mm-hmm. um you know things like um you know instead of the expression like you made your bed now lie in it she would be like you know you led your horse to water now lie in it <laughs> you know or things like that <laughs> right, so right. Just like totally random, but she would just be so excited at whatever it would, whatever was going on that she just couldn't, or, you know, she would just common mix ups in words instead of saying, um, specific, she would say Pacific right, or, um, you know, just things like that. So that, you know, that was a lot of fun. And I think now, um, like I said, you know, with a little more confidence and feeling like I'm a little bit better at thinking on my feet, um, you know i think i could do that even better uh because i i feel like i don't have to think quite as hard now to come up with stuff like that
0: <laughs> right right
1: so i um yeah so i'm hoping that i can pull something like that again i think that would be really kind of a silly but fun fun thing to have in my back pocket
0: sure absolutely that's that yeah. that sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> So my last question is generally about um, the uh, tabletop live streams that you like to watch. However, you star in two of them. So you're going to have to give us a lowdown on that first.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I'll give you uh, I'll give you the two that I'm in and then I'll tell you about the ones that we have on our channel. And then I'll tell you about the other ones that I enjoy. Perfect. Um, so the two that I star in, um, like I said, are tabletop tavern and tabletop tavern Two. Uh, those are on tabletop tavern is on Sunday nights at 8 PM. Eastern, um, on, uh, twitch.tv forward slash how I nerd. And that is a pathfinder first edition campaign. Um, that's the, uh, the rise of the rune rise of the rune Lords campaign. I always stumble when I try to say that. (laughs) And, um, and in that one, I play a halfling rogue, Well, she's a halfling rogue fighter ranger. She's she's multi-classed three times um, because of various things in her backstory. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're about 40. I think we figured out we're 45 or 46 episodes into that one now. Um, So that's been going on for a little while. And uh, that one's actually available now. Um, It's completely up on YouTube and completely uploaded in podcast form. So if anybody ever wanted to take the time to catch up on that, those are available. Um, And then Wednesday nights, I play Evie, who is a human ranger Um, that is in Tabletop Tavern 2, which uh, has only been going on for a few months. So I want to say we're like 16 or 17 episodes in now. Mm -hmm. And um, that one's not quite caught up as far as YouTube and the podcast go. Um, but that's, that's been a really fun campaign. It's a really, really fun sort of silly group. We have a really good time together. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's Wednesday nights, same channel, eight o'clock Eastern. Um, And then the other streams that we have on that channel. So Monday nights, and this is one that I actually really enjoy watching, um, even though I may be slightly biased Monday (laughs) nights, we have a a stream on, on the how I nerd channel at 9 PM Eastern called neural Nexus zero, which is a savage worlds um, campaign. And that's set in, it's a cyberpunk game set in 1980s retro wave Boston. Cool. So, that's a really fun campaign and they have a really great cast, just, you know, some really, really fun characters in that game. Um, so I've been really enjoying watching that one. I think that one's 13 episodes and they had to take off most of July because of um, uh, player commitments and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, but that one is also caught up on podcast and um, on YouTube. So people can catch up on that if they want. Uh, But it is, it's a really neat campaign because I don't play in anything that's like it. You know, everything I do right now is high fantasy. So this is like zero fantasy, you know, it's, it's a dystopian society, but you know, everything is, you know, guns and knives and, you know, things like that. Nobody has magic or anything like that. Um, But I'd like, I just love the dystopian feel of things like that. You know, I like dystopian storytelling and, and so I've really kind of enjoyed that, that piece uh, of it as well. And then we actually have coming up in October, we're going to be launching our Star Wars campaign. Oh, so cool. So exciting. Um, Yeah, we just just picked the cast for that. So they're just starting to do some of their session zero work and making sure everybody's set up for streaming and all of that. So that'll be going live probably late October, early November um so that's that'll be a ton of fun i'm really looking forward to that that's going to be another really super great cast i got to help pick the cast for that so i know who it is and awesome. i can't wait to reveal them <laughs> um and then um as for uh other streams that i really like um this one's not a live stream, but they do an actual play podcast is uh, lawful. Great adventures.
0: I just started listening um, to them. They're really good.
1: I love them. I just adore them. Um, I am. I just finished episode 22 yesterday. So, um, so I'm still a little behind, but I am super enjoying it. And it's so funny. Cause every time I finish an episode, um, I send a message to the DM and I'm like, really? You made a joke referencing, you know every so often i'll pick up like a house reference or a hamilton yep, reference yep. or a you know some other pop culture and he's like i'm so glad somebody picked up on that you know
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so yeah i really really enjoy that one um let's see who else is really great um uh paradise rpg they do a live stream on monday nights they're Uh, a really great group as well. So I'm not quite caught up on that story, but I enjoy catching them when I can. Um, So yeah, they're a lot of, they're a lot of fun. So I a there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot out there and I have a ton of podcasts that I'm like, okay, you're next on my list to listen to, I swear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is a glorious age of way too much to listen to and watch. (laughs)
1: Uh, it's true. It's true. And of course, now I'm working from home four days a week, whereas before I was commuting an hour mm-hmm. each way to my office. Right. So I'm like, I lost out on all my listing time. Now what? You know, <laughs> I fell way behind on everything.
0: <laughs> I know that feeling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, there's, but there is. There's so much great stuff out there. And I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that I have yet to discover that I. Uh, you know, I'm I will discover at some point, and I'm gonna be like, and there's another one to add to the list, <laughs> put it in the queue, <laughs> put it in the queue. I try to binge one until I get caught up, and mm-hmm. then I think I'll be able to kind of like start getting into a cycle of okay, these guys drop on this day, so I can listen to them on this day, and that sort right. of thing. So, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well,
0: I really appreciate you joining me for our our We Roll Dice segment. It's been a wonderful talking to you. Um, I will make sure that my listeners all get the links to How I Nerd so that they can go check out all of the live shows there. Yeah. Um, yes, a, we have a ton. <laughs> astute listeners of my own show may recall that I appeared on the July 23rd episode of uh, Tales from the Tavern. So hopefully they have already checked that out.
1: yes and if they haven't it should be up on youtube already so it is i have already
0: sent out the link to a couple of key people so
1: (laughs) perfect perfect that was a great episode
0: (laughs) yeah we had a really good time that night
1: yeah yeah we did
0: so thank you again so much for joining me and thank you uh, for having me this was great absolutely and we will um of course stay in touch and look forward to seeing you on uh Monday and Wednesday nights, or Sunday and Wednesday nights.
1: Sunday, Wednesday nights. Sunday yes. and Wednesday
0: nights. All right, fantastic.
1: Yep. Great, thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me today, and many, many thanks to Luna for guest starring on today's episode. Before we go, one quick thing: if you're enjoying Threat Dice, please head on over to a neat podcast directory tool called PodChaser and leave us a review, or tweet us at TumbleDie. I'll read any reviews into the announcements on the next session. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we got a tweet regarding episode 14, The Crunch. The tweet came from @canonzoe and reads as follows. Re, the etymology of crunch. I've always assumed it came from the concept of crunching numbers. This makes so much sense that I'm really surprised it didn't come up during my research. Thank you, Zoe, you are probably right, and we appreciate the note. Until next time, may the road ever rise to meet you. Threat Dice is a production of TumbleDye Games, LLC. Our intro music is What Lies Beyond, the interludes are Clockwork, and the outro music is Storm, all by Vince Vept. Check out his amazing work at youtube.com slash Vince V-I-N-D-S-V-E-P-T. Additional music by Andre Sitkov and Andy Ray. This episode was produced and recorded by me, Kylan Wigan. Special thanks to Luna for guest starring on this episode. Join us, brothers and sisters. Join us in the shadows where we stand vigilant. Join us as we carry the duty that cannot be forsworn. And should you perish, know that your sacrifice will not be forgotten, and that one day, we shall join you. You can find Threat Dice wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.